This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk from the Seminole. Chief Osceola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome in. It is Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you in our Magic Studios. Tuesday, March 10th, the Magic in Memphis wrapping up the four-game road trip tonight. Going to have a three-in-one mark on this four-game road trip. Offense has been playing great as of late. Bench has been playing great as of late. DJ Augustine looking very, very good as he gets back to uh, the DJ Augustine that we all know and love. So it uh, be nice to get a W here tonight. It'll be an 8 o'clock tip pregame at 7.30 uh, on the Magic Radio Network. We're going to hear from Steve Clifford at Shootaround in just a bit. He'll explain just a little bit of what's been going right for this Magic offense as of late. And then in segment two, I'm going to play a bit of my Magic Weekly podcast that I recorded yesterday. Uh, Sopan Deb I interviewed. He covers... Culture and the NBA for the New York Times, and he's got a very interesting background. He covered the uh, President Trump's campaign in 2016. He was embedded uh, for CBS, and he's just got a really interesting background. But we talked a little bit about the firing of Kenny Atkinson, about the Spike Lee incident at the beginning of the week in New York. And then we talked a bit about the restriction of media access uh, in the wake of the coronavirus and just sort of what whether or not the way we've always done it is the way it needs to be done. He was in the middle of a debate on Twitter over the weekend. A lot of beat writers sort of jumped on him and said, you know, you can't restrict access any more than you've already done it. And his whole point was, it doesn't have to be restricting access. Maybe we just change the way we've always done it. It is kind of weird to have a whole bunch of guys hanging out in a locker room, uh, getting dressed and showering, and you got a bunch of media sort of hanging around waiting for them. And I, I, I thought it was a very interesting conversation. You need to be a little bit more open-minded than a lot of us tend to be. Uh, journalists do not like the idea of their access being restricted at all. But obviously, when we're talking about the coronavirus, we're talking about something that is way more important um, than having the proper amount of access. Um, you know, this is life and death stuff, literally. But I also think just having the conversation about the way we've always done it uh, with media access in locker rooms was interesting as well. So that's coming up here in segment two. Magic fans, see it live above all. Nothing beats being there. Get your 2020-21 Orlando Magic season plan today and witness all Magic moments live and in person at Amway Center. Plus, guarantee your access to playoff tickets. Buy now at orlandomagic.com slash plans. Getting set for the Grizz tonight. Magic offense has been clicking as of late. Nick Vucevic, granted it's only four games here in the month of March, but he's been an absolute machine. He's averaging 24 points a game and 14 rebounds a game, not to mention four assists. He's shooting 52% from the field. He's shooting 42% nearly, 41.7% on the long ball on threes. Uh, He's just been exquisite. He's been a big Big part of the Magic's resurgence offensively since the All-Star break. The ball's been moving. The assist numbers are up. Aaron Gordon's been really good. Uh, Terrence Ross knocking down shots off the bench, obviously. But DJ Augustine's return and getting back to the DJ uh, that we know that's been a huge key as well. Earlier uh, in Memphis this morning at Shoot Around, uh, the media asked Steve Clifford about what's been the key or a couple keys to this offensive resurgence as of late. What do you think are the biggest reasons why the offense has played better uh, well, lately. it's all, listen, first of all, it's always this, right, is it's always, everything's going to be personnel-based. So first of all, and this is why you're only going to see a lot of this stuff if you're watching film. So James Ennis has had a real impact on our team. 
you know, both offensively and defensively. He spreads the floor. He plays a very smart, intelligent game. He can shoot the three, but his decision-making and his ball movement are really good. And it just goes to show that a guy like that that plays like good, smart team basketball can help a team, okay? That's the first part. The second part is getting DJ back. Uh, and whether he's making shots or not, he too, he does a couple of things. Is One, he's an organizer. Um, and he's got guys on that second unit that over the course of the year, he spent a lot of time developing ways to help them play more comfortably. And so that's a part of it. And then, you know, part then there's it's never one big thing. It's a bunch of little things. We're playing quicker. I think Markell is playing, you know, these last two or three games, the best he's played all year. I think MCW, all the work he does with Bruce every day, he's shooting the three better. Um, and uh, then, I mean, I would say the big two in this last stretch of games are, you know, Vooch and T. Ross. Look at their numbers, you know. So, um, you know, usually it's, like I said, it's never one thing, especially offensively. So I think it's just a combination of all those things. Can, can you amplify something that I think fans don't understand? They might see someone who shoots 35% on games. They say, well, he doesn't shoot the three well. How, to what degree are opponents drifting out, not sagging off him at, on three, and then what impact, if any, does it have on anyone else on your team? Oh, yeah. Well, I think it, I think it's, it starts with range shooting, and obviously he's played enough in our league, and he's played enough big games so that, you know, they're conscious of him. I mean, they're not going to let him just catch the ball and not close to him. Um, and then, again, the other part of it is it's the very nature of how he plays. You know, he plays in a way that your team's going to function well. And it, you can't, there's no, uh, I can say, what do you want to call it, an intangible. Okay, so like for instance, there's nights with Booch where maybe he doesn't shoot the ball as well. Well, every time he's on the floor offensively, he does both. He puts great pressure on the defense and his decision making is so good, he helps all those other guys play better. There's other guys that play on every team that, look, there's a bunch of guys in this league every year that if you talk to coaches, they score, and if you look at it, they're efficient, and you're never going to play well or win when they're on the floor. And again, those are the things that you're only going to know if you're around the player every day. You know, and so I think that that's you know, that's the product of study and coaching. I mean, look, I've been in this league 20 years, and one of the first things I ever ha heard, and it's so true, is you never really know a player until you coach them. And it's true, you don't, because even playing against guys, now playoff series are different. You really get to see guys. But for the most part, even coaches, you're not so up to speed on guys as you think until you coach them, just the way it works. Steve Clifford at Shoot Around this morning. When we return on Magic Drive Time, I'm going to play some of my podcasts from yesterday with Sopan Deb of the New York Times. It's Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you, 96.9 The Game. 
Our magic never compromise on the court. And magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where magic fans shop for jewelry. Orlando Magic fans pack the Amway Center and cheer on the Magic as they face some of the biggest names in the NBA. Show your pride for Magic above all and don't miss the biggest matchups of the season against teams like the Brooklyn Nets, New Orleans Pelicans, and Boston Celtics. Be there live when players like Spencer Dinwiddie, Zion Williamson, and Kemba Walker come to town. Buy your tickets now at orlandomagic.com. See big games above all. Chick-fil-A has teamed up with the Magic to reward fans with free original chicken sandwiches. If the Magic hit 10 or more three-pointers in a home game, everyone in attendance of that game will win a free original chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Trying to go around him, can't. Over to Isaac, 4-3, J.I. up and in. All you have to do is take your ticket stub or your redemption offer in the Magic app into any participating Central Florida location for a free original chicken sandwich. For official rules, visit orlandomagic.com slash Chick-fil-A. This is Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic, celebrating big wins and the work that gets you there. For those who use disappointments, turning them into opportunities to learn, to grow, and to thrive. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday. The experts at Evan Hill support you. For proving we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Evan Hill, feel whole. Simply IOA is home and auto insurance you buy online in three minutes or less. And we're proud to be the official insurance broker of the Orlando Magic. Simply IOA lets you compare policies from the nation's most trusted insurance companies, receive quotes, and buy coverage all in less than three minutes. So you'll have more time to cheer on the Orlando Magic. Visit simplyioa.com magic. Simply IOA is powered by Insurance Office of America. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, or visit rpfunding.com. Terms and conditions apply. See website and MLS 701-68 equal housing. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you gotta do what you gotta do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you wanna do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Do the do. 
Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. It's time to get ready for tonight's game with Magic Drive Time. Thank you very much, AG. Welcome back in Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you in our Magic Studios. Magic getting set for the Grizzlies tonight. 8 o'clock tip pregame at 7.30 on the Magic Radio Network. It should be a good matchup tonight. Uh, chance to see Markel Fultz, John Morant, the future of the league at the point guard position, some might say. Um, that'll be a good matchup, certainly. And Magic will be without Evan Fournier for a third straight game as he recovers from that sprained right elbow. Uh, he did say he is making progress, so certainly good news there. And Memphis is banged up as well. They won't have Justice Winslow. Uh, they won't have Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. I caught up with Sopan Deb of the New York Times yesterday, and we had a very wide-ranging conversation for my podcast, Magic Weekly. All of our podcast content, Pod Squad Drop Today, uh, is available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you check it out. Here's just a bit of my chat with Sopendeb. The first thing I wanted to ask you is about your background, because I'm go- going through, and you're the author of a book about your immigrant parents called Mistranslations, Meeting the Immigrant Parents Who Raised Me, um, which was very widely critically acclaimed. You have such an interesting background, Sopan. You've You covered... Donald Trump's presidential campaign for CBS News. You're a stand-up comedian. You've basically done every job that I've ever wanted to do uh, in my life. <laughs> Will you just take me through your professional background and how you got where you are now? Yeah. I mean, man, I, I every day and I go, I, I look in the mirror and I go, hold this in the day. I'm so, uh, I have such an, I've had such an unusual path to get here. And, it's, and, and, you know, I, I, when I first went to college, I went to college at Boston university. I, I you know, I, I thought I'd be um, uh, a sports broadcaster because right? I, I wanted to be the next Mike Breen. And then I kind of, uh, you know, went a different, different path. I started doing documentaries and I, and I worked at the Boston Globe documentary unit. And then I worked at uh, a show, I was a producer for a show called uh, rock center of Brian Williams on NBC. And I started bouncing around, like, but the covering the Trump campaign in 2016 for CBS was kind of, thing that was the most notable at that point mm-hmm. and then you know when you cover politics you know you're you're out there quite a bit because especially when you're covering the trump campaign because that was such an unusual campaign and you know you were talking about it a lot and then from there you know after after that campaign i, I was one of about five reporters that covered the campaign start to finish um as a as an embed and then after that, you know, the Times reached out and, and we, we um, about covering culture. I knew I did comedy. I'm also a musician, musician, and 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 the thing about Trump is that he's everywhere. Right. Uh, you know, he's very much a pop culture president. Right. He has, he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's had dozens of IMDb credits. He hosted WrestleMania, so it made sense for culture to have someone who was well versed in politics to talk about Trump. And then from there. You know, the sports editor reached out about me covering basketball for the Times because, you know, A, there's a huge crossover between culture and the NBA. Absolutely. Right? You know, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, all these guys are production companies and whatever. And I also knew that I love basketball. I love the NBA. And I, and, and so um, they they reached out about, um, 
you know, they, hey, we like your voice. Why don't you come try this for a little bit? And I said, why not? <laughs> so I've been very fortunate in my career. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, every day I'm telling you, I wake up and I go, uh, this is, this is, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. No, it's uh, it's cool, and it's interesting to chat with you. I'm going through your um, your archives here. Do you follow Duncan Smith by any chance? Uh, he is a yeah, buddy sure. of mine from Detroit, and as I go through, I mean, basically it's every other. You write about the NBA, and then you write a whole bunch about Star Trek. And if you're in Star Trek and the yeah. NBA, it's, that's like two-thirds of Duncan's holy trinity. Um, so right, that was my right. first thought was like, wow, these guys could do a hell of a podcast together themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Duncan and I message pretty often. <laughs> uh, so, Pandem, my guess. All right, so let's let's go through it. Just take me through like the week that was in New York basketball, because I mean, you oh, can't man. go forty-eight hours, so Pen, without something major happening. Uh, do you want to start with the Spike Lee incident, or would you like to start with Kenny Atkinson's yeah. surprise firing? Uh, I guess we can start. I mean, the Spike <laughs> Lee incident was just was just a strange one, right? Um, you know, on the first day that Leon Rose, the Munich team president, starts, you know, the Knicks have this rousing win against the potential finals team, the Houston Rockets, that comes down to the final second, right? And then R.J. Barrett, your prize lottery pick, he comes out, he has arguably the best game of his career, right? So symbolically, this is in theory a start of a bright new future. But within 24 hours, what are, what is the headline? The headline is that James Dolan is feuding with the Knicks' most dedicated fan over the last 30 years. And it's just so appropriate for the Knicks in some way because you can't tell me that there wasn't a better way to handle the Spike Lee situation. You know, like, like it, because it just distracts from the good storylines that they could have had from the day before. Um, the flip side to that is, you know, the Knicks have had such a tumultuous year, right? R.J. Barrett has already played for two team presidents, two coaches. He's probably likely to play for a third coach next year. Um, who knows who's on, who's on the team next year? But there are some good storylines that have come out of this year. And I think R.J. Barrett is the kind of player – Look, has he had the kind of standout rookie year that Jim Rant and Zion Williamson had? No, he's not quite there, but he's he's met, he's met expectations. He's had a pretty solid rookie year, and I guess that that is something that Knicks will be able to take from this year. Is, is RJ Barrett a player in this league? And I, I think that the Spike Lee game where he, he where, where that controversy about that that showed that uh, that R.J. Barrett is, is someone that they can have going forward. Let's do a quick tangent there because you wrote a really good piece over the weekend about the pressure on R.J. and the pressure on top picks going all the way back to the early 70s um, within the Knicks organization. You talked to Michael Sweetney, which I was, uh, I was, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised to hear from him. What, the mentality of R.J., because it, you know anybody who knows his background knows Rowan Barrett and the Canadian Basketball Federation, and I mean, he's, he, mm-hmm. he's basically been raised for something like this. When you talk to him, do you get the sense that he is prepared for that level of expectation? Well, I mean, you talk to any of his teammates, you just, you just listen to him. Like he right right when he was he was drafted, I think he uh, you know he told G two, like you know I, I watched John Starks growing up and I want to see New York get back to that level with a championship contender every year. So far, you know, there's been no indication that RJ Barrett can't handle the pressure of being in New York. He's played well, you know, he's played he's played okay. Now the question I think Nick the Knicks front office has to ask themselves is what is RJ Barrett? What is his ceiling? Is the ceiling you know, number one guy on a championship team good? Or is he like 
Michael Carter Williams? Like, what is what is R.J. Barrett, you know, in a fully formed state? And we just don't know that yet. We might not know for a couple of years. I mean, he's only, I think, what, 19 years old? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I just don't think, and the question is, can you build around R.J. Barrett? Um, and we, I, we just don't know that yet. Um, and, and that's, sh- that shouldn't deter the Knicks, of course, from you know getting massive free agents and whatnot. But we just don't know who RJ what RJ Barrett is right now. I mean, I think his true shooting percentage is only right now hovering around 48 percent. That's pretty low efficiency. But there's also look, he's played in multiple offenses. Uh, it's well documented at this point that the Knicks players don't really fit that well together offensively. So it's it's it, it's unclear as to what RJ Barrett's potential is right now as as we sit here right now. I, I think we know you shouldn't put him on the floor with four power forwards. It's just probably. That's my first guess, I, but I knew that before. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Kenny Atkinson. That I mean, I woke up on Saturday morning and I said, what in the world is going on here? Um, everybody's sort of drawing their own conclusions about why, and especially why now. What do you know? Well, look, I mean, I think everyone was shocked by it, right? Uh, to do this. 20 games before the playoffs, and the Nets are, you know, uh, I, I don't have the exact probability in front of me, but the Nets are pretty likely to make the playoffs. Uh, and, and, and for years, the Nets have talked about the word culture. That comes up all the time when it comes to them. Look at the culture that they've built. It's built on accountability. It's built on effort. And it's built on being greater than the sum of its parts, right? And, and, and here and and so there were, hadn't really been any rumblings over the last couple of months that Kenny Atkinson's job wasn't any danger, and yet here we are. Um, now, look, there I, I know there's been a lot of speculation about Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant and 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 DeAndre Jordan and the, his role in in the lineup, but it must have gotten bad enough that they said, look, we can't even give Kenny Atkinson the chance to coach Durant and Irving together. You know, and we just rather rip the Band-Aid off now. We know that this guy's not right for us. And Kenny Atkinson, what is interesting to me the most out of all the speculation that's coming out about this is that Sean Marks, you know, at the press conference, uh, when you talk about this, you know, all the reporting that's coming out about, come out about this, it's pretty uh, apparent that it wasn't as simple as the Nets pushing Kenny Atkinson out. Yeah. It seemed like Kenny Atkinson also, you know, was like, yeah, I, I, this, is, this isn't working for me either. So let's just let's just end this now, and that's really interesting to me because in nine out of these ten cases, it's usually the coach saying, "Dude, you coach getting pushed out." You know, you thought it was Tyrone Lue, right? Um, Tyrone Lue, you know, he he said on the record this year that he you know he was pushed out of the Cavs organization after winning a championship there. Yep. Um, it's interesting to me that Kenny Atkinson seems to have you know have recognized that this wasn't working for him either, and that's that's really interesting. Now, in terms of like, look, I I don't know how you go from last year an unexpected playoff run where everyone has bought into the culture to in less than a year this guy can't coach this champion it coach this nuts into a championship i don't know how that happens the only variable that's different is the new players there are only a handful of people that can speak to whether um whether uh you know kenny atkinson lost the locker room and those people in the locker room and no one has publicly said that at this point and a big thanks to Sopan for stopping by. It was uh, fascinating to talk to him. It, the guy's like 31 years old, and he's already covered a presidential campaign. He's a stand-up comedian, and he's a writer for the New York Times. Very accomplished young man. And if you want to hear the entire chat, make sure you check out Magic Weekly wherever 
you get your podcast. Magic Grizzlies tonight, and very important game, obviously. The Magic right now at 29-35. and 35. The Brooklyn Nets are in action tonight. They're in Los Angeles uh, to see the Lakers, and the Nets embarking right now on a four-game road trip out west that includes matchups with both the Lakers and the Clippers. So maybe the Magic, a couple wins here, keep the offense going, able to make up some ground as far as that seven seed goes in the Eastern Conference. Currently still a half game behind Brooklyn for that seven spot. We're back tomorrow with another edition of Magic Drive Time. My name is Jake Chapman. Follow me on Twitter. It's at JakeChapmanOM. Back tomorrow right here, 96.9 The Game. When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Magic fans, see a series of thrilling NBA games at Amway Center all for one low price with the Orlando Magic Slam Dunk Fast Break Pass. Purchase one pass for only $44 and see four Orlando Magic home games. That's four games for only $44. To Augustine Alley-oop to Aaron Gordon, he'll fly up high. That's the captain of the Magic Air Force. Don't miss out. This deal won't last long. Visit OrlandoMagic.com slash fast break to purchase your pass today.